Hello out there and welcome to episode 44 of the Michael vs. Jason Horrorcast featuring Billy, where we love to bicker, argue, and debate all things horror, especially one movie chosen at the end of each week by the Devil's Wheel, so stay tuned for that. As always, I'm Mike, and uh, first, what's up, Jason? What is going on? How are you guys doing today? Doing good. Uh, that was uh, your best catchphrase that you've ever had right there, um, jumping on. Very good. I like it. Very good. <laughs> And uh, we also have Bill. What's up, Bill? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you guys doing today? Good. This is early for us. It's a morning podcast because we got football today. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. Let's go 49ers. Let's go Browns. And let's go Dolphins. So, like, we're really all over the place, just like our horror taste. Um, I mean, some would say that the Browns um, is its own horror movie that you've been watching for many years. And maybe this year it has a... You know, you're you're the final girl this year, Bill. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Um, but uh, uh, as we discussed for the Devil's Wheel uh, last week was uh, a me victory. I won, and I chose uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, Rob Zombie's classic, shall I say, from 2003. Um, if you haven't seen it yet. Not really my problem at this point, but we are going to spoil the absolute shit out of it. So uh, make sure uh, you you understand. Um, but before we get into all things House of a Thousand Corpses, maybe we watch some other things this week. And I know, Bill, I'm starting with you because I know you were forced to watch a couple things and one we'll get to later. But uh, uh, all right, I got I want to know about the other one. Ca- calling my shot. All right. Um, the killer <laughs> sofa from New Zealand. Nonetheless, uh, ah. made in 2019. Um, uh, this this is this isn't even a sofa; it's a recliner. <laughs> um, and uh, it's uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? It's bad, very very bad. Um, so bad, bad 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 bad. With the name like with the name like <laughs> Wait, Killer Sofa. Hold, 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 on, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Kumbai, no. <laughs> Um, basically the, the, what it is, is this sofa or recliner is, uh, kind of like the conduit for an evil spirit. Um, it, uh, actually kills somebody that then the, the, the zombie corpse is inside the sofa, which causes this sofa to walk around, kill people, do this, do that. Uh, oh, God, it's, uh, it's bad. <laughs> I mean, what would, what would you rate it? Uh, uh. I rated it a two out of ten because it's so bad it's funny, yeah. And, and the the you're you're just laughing at things that shouldn't be laughed at, and the it just you know the comedy level brought it up to a two. Um, I'm not saying it's worse than H two though. You mean H three? H three. H three. Sorry, my bad. H two is um, good. Jay, yeah. I think I still think we did our job giving him Killer Sofa, and I think you know Killer Recliner doesn't roll off the tongue mm-hmm. like Killer yeah, Sofa does. I think Killer Sofa, and, and I'll, I'm not gonna lie, like I I've passed it probably about a hundred times, and I'm like you know what, one of these days I'm gonna do it. But thank you, Bill, for no, solidifying no, the fact no. that I will never watch it. No, no, Coom Ba, no, um, I do <laughs> this one. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even force upon my worst enemy so yes you would well, maybe i would <laughs> but you'd force you force it upon <laughs> yeah. one of us i'm sure as no shit, i got my know? own movies for that 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 aspect of it so <laughs> but uh other than that um 
uh, last uh, Sunday we got done doing our podcast and uh, the wife said, hey, want to go to drive-in tonight? So I saw Candyman uh, and I saw Don't Breathe 2. It was a double feature. Ooh, um, that's a good double feature. So um, Candyman um, had an interesting buildup uh, but fell short of expectations on my part. Um, it wasn't that original uh, but it wasn't that bad. I guess, you know, it's kind of like that middle ground. Um, a couple of the kill sequences that were done in it were done right. And it, it's, you got to see it to, to the, I'll, I'll, I'll say art museum. That's all I can say for the the one set of kills. It's very interesting. So, so um, let me, let me jump in with you. Cause I, that's one of the movies I wanted to talk about this week too. Okay. So, I so you the, saw it, yeah. I, I went right. to the theater and I saw Candyman. Now, um, because before you get to your rating, I want to see where we uh, go. Yeah. Now, I I actually th- thoroughly, Jay, there you go. Thoroughly. Uh, thoroughly I thoroughly enjoyed it, actually. I, mean, I, I, I enjoyed um, it, too. I mean, it, it's not a bad movie. I, I the, only, the only parts, uh, I agree with you. Some of the kill sequences are fantastic. Uh, the story was good. The acting was fantastic. Yes. Um, the... The problem I had was it gets a little like too message oriented uh, with like its political statement that it's trying to make. And um, I understand that's part of the movie, but at sometimes it feels forced in there. But oh, yeah, I, 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 I agree with you 100 percent there. Yeah, sounds like I, a Jordan Peele movie. But I, I, well, it, it is a Jordan yeah, is. Peele movie, but I love Get Out. I love, uh, I won't say I love Us, but um, I, I like it a lot. Um, but this was still, I was very happy. I spent the money to see it. You know, it wasn't like yeah. one of those where it's like, ah, shit, like this wasn't that good. No, see, yeah, I, 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 I haven't seen it yet. I'm, I want to go see it, but like, I've just seen so many bad reviews on it that I've just been kind of waiting for it to come on stream. So maybe I'll give it a whirl. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that many bad reviews on it actually. Yeah, everything I've everything I've read on it has been negative. Bill, what's your what's your rating on it? Uh I give it a five and a half out of ten. It's, like I said, it's an average, just above average movie. I mean it's it's nothing great to brag about, but I mean it was not a it was not a bad movie in general. You know, what do you rate it, I, Mike? Six and a half. Um, All right, so you, I, I mean, we're, we're about the same we're, we're ballpark. Close. Yeah, we're close, but yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I, I mean, yeah, you're, you're a little higher than you know. me, so, so uh, I guess I'll have to go see it now, so I can give you my rating. We'll see where. So you can say, yeah. I think it's a six. That's exactly what you'll do. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll probably, you'll probably be right in that ballpark. I don't know. We'll see. Um, uh, because I, I enjoyed the original one, and to me, that this is one of those yeah, this, that I don't know is, if you can tell. This, this is, this is, this is almost like a prequel. It is. No, it's, it's almost like. Sequel, no, sequel prequel is kind of a combination of stuff. No, 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 so. no, no, no. It's not a prequel because it goes off of the original story is what leads to this one. It's a hundred percent. Then I then I miss I miss something in the translation in the movies that which I mean that that just because it's been so long since I saw the original. That's why it's on. That's why I have well, the wheel. I, so Jay, J, just so you know, the entire story of this one they keep alluding to the original one of, and this picks up. Down the road, almost like Halloween 2018 esque. Um, okay. It's like 20 years down the Later. road from the original, original. Candyman. So it, it it's as if the original Candyman. 100% so take farewell the flesh and all that out of the equation. Uh, that stuff didn't exist. It's if okay. number one existed, and then you go like 20 years later, 
this is where we are today. And okay. it goes hand in hand with that. So all right, um, I, all right. Now maybe I'm a little intrigued to watch this then because right. I, I kinda like that how they do those things now. All right. Moving on. Because <laughs> we gotta do another I got another movie here. Yeah. Uh Don't Breathe. Uh, uh Don't Breathe Two, I'm sorry. Um Dose. like yeah. Like Mike, you said or stated uh this movie could have been a standalone. I I really don't see this one as a horror movie. It's more of a thriller. Which you I know. said as well. It's more action. Yeah. Yeah, a very good movie. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it's it's no by no means is it the first one at all. No. Um now some of the kill scenes pretty cool. I'll say spade shovel. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen um, it. What's that? Said I haven't seen that one yet either. I, I, uh, I, I almost watched it last night. It's on it's available on Prime. Yeah. So but you know, that one I gave a six out of ten. Um it, it basically it's you know it, you know, as Mike said, I mean it's a good movie, you know, it but it's not a horror type I movie. I really didn't think the first one was all that horror either. I thought the first one was really suspense thriller too. Yeah. To be honest so. with you. So Yeah, but the the first one it had was some elements like, in it, but was like like it. home invasion. This is like we're taking the show on the road for you know what I mean? And yeah. uh it's uh uh it's honestly Bill, you talk Did, all the time of like uh, you could you could literally you, you always throw the name Bruce Willis. I saw this movie with Bruce Willis, and it's like, this is a yeah. movie like Bruce Willis could have you know starred in and been some kind of you know action. Yeah. No, you know, no, absolutely, one hundred percent. But I'm did with it, you. I think I gave it a six. Uh, I'm one hundred percent with you. It's a good movie. It did just, they uh, did they take a, a detour to the VFW? <laughs> That's a good <laughs> no, movie. No, it's right. curious. Um, but Steve other than I? that, that's all I got today, guys. So Bill had a pretty big horror movie. I, I'll I'll go next just because I kind of jumped in with Candyman. Um, I'll only talk about one other movie this week that I watched and I loved it. Um, was a movie called Superhost, and it's new on Shutter. And I uh, I reviewed it on my v.hor.critic on um, uh, on Instagram, but. The premise of this movie is it's like part like digital vlog and part just regular movie. And uh, a couple stays in like this. They're, they do a show on like cabins and uh, bed and breakfast or it's whatever like Airbnbs. Yeah, Airbnbs. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the word. And uh, they go out there and they obviously run into a super host, uh, you know, that is just over the top. And from there, shit just spirals out of hand and goes crazy. So I... I thought this was uh, very fun and awesome, and uh, it uh, the the lead who plays Rebecca in it, who's the super host. I I feel was like I want to watch more of her in other movies because she was so good. It's like Laura Gilliam or something like that. Was yeah, uh, G- actress. Uh, yeah, I well, yeah, I feel like I know I, the last name's Gilliam. I want to say it's Laura Gracie. Gilliam. It's Gracie Gracie, Gracie Gallum. Okay, I knew Gracie, it was something like that. Yeah, Gracie Gallum is in it, and yeah. she, once again, uh, unbelievable. I loved it. It's called Superhost. I gave it a 7 um, out of 10. Jay, did you watch it? I no? did. I just watched it the other night. He did. <gasps> yeah, I, actually, I saw your uh, Sorry. <laughs> I saw your horror critic, uh, and the other night after uh, watching House of Thousand Corpses, I... I was like, you know what? I still, 
I still have some energy in here, so let's let's throw something on. So I went on the shutter and I saw it. I'm like, you know what? Let's give it a whirl. And I'm gonna tell you right now, it was probably one of the better movies I have seen in a very long time. I yeah. was absolutely like floored. Like, and I'm not big on like like some of those like camera angles, you know, movies like yeah. You know, it's more my cup of tea. It's my cup of tea. He's yeah. not into it too much because it's from today, not 1980. <laughs> I like a lot of movies from today. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I'll be talking about one here in a minute. But anyway, um, so yeah, I um, it takes a wicked turns. It, there's things that you just don't expect. Um, and I'll tell you what, man, uh, Rebecca, the super host, is batshit fucking crazy. And she makes the movie. She's she fantastic. makes the entire movie. Uh, personally. I actually rated this one a seven and a half. Yeah, for me, it's up there in the because um, I always keep track of like my top movies of the year for my end of the year rankings, and it's one of the best twenty twenty one movies I've seen this year. Yeah. Uh, so once again, Superhost on Shutter. Uh, Shutter exclusive. Shutter exclusive. I loved it. I loved it. Hear that Shutter? If we need some sponsors, sponsors and Prime. Prime. So Jake, keep going because I was I was done with Superhost. So All right. um, I actually what else had. You got? I actually had quite a few this week. Um, so other than Superhost, so uh, watched a couple the other night. Uh, one was called The Mad Hatter. Um, I've passed over this like a bunch of times, and I'm going to tell you right now: keep on passing. Uh, thank God, because I was going to click on that one myself. Yeah. The rating, the ratings <laughs> on it are terrible, which is why I keep passing through it. Yeah, I'll tell you right now: I'd rather cut my toes off and eat them than watch this movie ever again. It, it was. It was awful. As a matter of fact, I can only tell you oh, a little shit. bit about half of the movie because I kept falling asleep. And I and you know, sometimes when I fall asleep through a movie, I wake up, rewind it, and rewatch it. I didn't. I just was like, Oh, we're here now, cool. Is it over yet? And then yeah. So I, I rated a uh, major Kumba no. Um this other one I watched uh was from like two thousand and like thirteen or something, I think. It was called Jack the Reaper. And I've, I've seen the. I think I'm gonna be. I think I'm gonna be weeping after I hear the synopsis, aren't we? Hey, eh, eh. I mean, I would give this at least a five. I mean, it had it had some decent, um, it had some decent kills in it, but it's basically about a um, about it was his name was Railroad Jack basically, and he was like it was a like a like a train crash or something and back of the day or something but he was like the conductor and you know he came back and basically if you see him along the desert highway road he's got eyes for you and like tony todd has like a part in this and things like that but um it just got a little too far-fetched for me and the acting was absolutely awful but it's it's one of those that you know you can pick up and kind of be like okay so yes uh, speaking of eyes i forgot i forgot to tell you uh in Killer Sofa, there's a scene, Jay, you would have absolutely loved. Uh, the sofa got done uh, brutalizing somebody, and Mom is vacuuming up the house, and she opens up her son's door and sticks the vacuum in the head, the, no, the nozzle of the vacuum in it, sucks up his eyeball, and you see it in the vacuum container. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> the sofa's only got eyes for you, too, Jay. Yeah. Uh, so you brought yeah. up the eyes. I had to bring that one up. Uh. And the last one I watched this week is, I'm going to tell you guys right now, um, this is probably one of the best movies I have seen in a long time. But uh, Malignant released this week. 
and it came out to the theater and on HBO Max. And I watched it on uh, this, uh, I think it was like Friday or Saturday afternoon. I can't, Friday afternoon. And honestly, I, I didn't know what to expect with this and went into it like just, you know, kind of seeing a little preview in the past, a little reading a little synopsis on it. And I'm not going to lie, uh, it's got a little bit of a slow burn to start because you just kind of got to figure out what's going on. But I'm going to tell you right now about after about 30, 35 minutes into this movie, it takes off like a bat out of hell. And every single part of this movie is going to make you go, what the fuck? And I'm telling you right now, it was an eight for me across the board. Um, the acting was great. The the twists and turns were great. The story was awesome. And it was just awesome. Yeah, Gotta so watch it. I, I was going to save it. I, I actually watched it as well. Um, so Did you really? I did. Um, I listen. It's on HBO Max. It's in the theaters. Like, how can you not watch? So why did you say you didn't watch anything else? (laughs) Well, no. I, I, I. I, Sometimes I save some stuff, and sometimes Uh, I don't talk about everything that I watch during the week. Um, Gotcha. But no, Malignant. uh, I. I did enjoy it. Um, actually, the wife watched it with me, and you know, she was scared. Uh, Definitely, yeah, uh, is all over the place. I will say, for me, um, I gave it a six and a half. Uh, which is still a good score for me, but the first two acts I loved, and the third act I was like a, a little bit. But um, I, I, I do think it's a good. It's creepy. It's a very creepy movie. Yeah, very yeah, creepy. This this one that one there. Um, I was. I know how you guys are a little bit wishy washy on putting brand new releases on the wheel. Instead of Candyman, I was thinking about putting Malignant on there. Because I knew it was going to be coming out this Friday for this podcast, if you know, if it perchance won, but I decided against it because I know how you guys going to get. Listen, if you, if, if you throw it on the wheel, I was going to watch it anyway. That's a that's a win win for me. Yeah. So, so, um, but I know how you don't like to review a movie that's brand new that's in the theaters, as you know, you you kind of alluded to that the one time. So. Uh, I don't like to spoil it, but if it's our main, yeah, I guess. Well, uh, I mean, I didn't so. spoil it. I just said I know. what I liked. <laughs> I know. I, hey, no, that's all good. But I, like We're not I said, you, Bill. I We're was, not you. I was tempted <laughs> to throw it on. I, I don't spoil movies, so sorry. <laughs> Bill will be like, listen, in the final three seconds when that huge twist happens, it's crazy, but I'm not going to spoil it for you. Hey, hey Bill, how's it go at the beginning of uh, of uh, Snowblind? Uh no <laughs> I don't know what the hell you're talking about. You never, never mind. It's it's heavy metal joke. Gotcha. Hey, so with that said, are we ready to get into House of a Thousand Corpses? Yeah, yeah let's, let's deep dive, dive into this one. And now <laughs> on with the show. All right, so as we discussed before, uh, this was my choosing um, with uh, victory number 16 on the wheel, um, putting me ahead of Bill at 15, and Jason, you're still at 13. But uh, I chose House of a Thousand Corpses from uh, 2003. As we're building up into the holiday you know, uh, season, this is kind of like a good holiday horror movie. Um, but before we can get into the good, the bad, the ugly... 
you got 30 seconds on the clock. I got 30 seconds, so this will be TikTok. this will be interesting. All righty. So we TikTok. got I got the clock right here. So whenever you start, I start. All right, so we have uh, four uh, young adults that are kind of traveling the country, uh, searching, you know, odd destinations off the side of the road. They end up at this place, uh, Captain Spaulding, who tells them about this place just down the street, uh, Dr. Satan, that they could go see. Uh, they go down there, but on the way down there, they pick up Baby, um, who's a hitchhiking um on the way over, uh, she's taking them to Dr. Satan's place. On the way down, the car breaks down. She takes them to their house where they meet her odd cast of family, Otis, Mother Firefly, uh, Junior, a bunch of tiny um, Time. who end up killing them. Um, all right. Well, there's probably too many ums in there you, for me you, to get through You it. got do the first 20 minutes of the movie, maybe? <laughs> Well, I mean, Maybe. from there, I'd say it would, about the first forty-five minutes. Yeah, but from there, they just you know kind of oddly kill him, and then it uh, culminates. The end is the one that I don't know if I could fucking explain what the what the hell happens um, there. But all right, but yeah, but yeah. So, so uh, I'll kick off good here. Um, I think the characters in this film uh, are what makes this movie. So um, first off, I love Captain. Spalding, um, I, I, you know, I kept thinking to myself, we need a Captain Spalding like uh, origins <laughs> film. I know Sid Haig, R.I.P. Sid Haig, he's no longer with us, but you could do like a younger Captain Spalding, you know what I mean, of how he came to be or whatever. But uh, I love Captain Spalding and just how crude he is. Um, Sherry Moon Zombie, I think, is fucking fantastic as baby, baby. firefly um bill mosley as otis um you know even even like walter goggins um who has a small part in here as nash. uh detective nash and um uh who's his partner nash. uh waddell like all the characters in this movie who have become staples of any rob zombie film for the most part but uh they they make this movie. They are fantastic. Um, what do you guys think? I agree with you. Um, that was the first thing I had down on here was the characters. Um, and, you know, like you said, you know, any Rob Zombie movie you watch, I mean, a lot of these characters are repeat, you know, in every single one of his, his movies. And, you know, and I think that's one of the best things that Rob Zombie has brought to the horror genre with his movies is the characterization of the movies. Um, the characters are always, you know, top. I actually even have the story written down on, I love the actual story of this movie. And the main reason is, is I have this written down. It's actually like three stories in one, you know, you have the whole captain Spalding, you know, at the gas station story going on. It's a little bit of its own storyline. Um, then you have the actual house where, you know, the, the, the kids go and they meet the Firefly family. And then you have the whole ending with the whole Dr. Satan thing, you know, the underground. And so it was like three movies in one. And I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. So I, I can't uh, dispute either what either or anything either one of you have said so far. The characters um, made this movie. Um in my opinion, um, everything, you know, well done, uh, what they're well developed. Um, and just, it's, you know, they're what makes the movie. I mean, even the bit players, like you said, with, uh, 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 deputy Nash, um, you know, the uh, sheriff Waddell, 
you know, it, it you know, or Lieutenant Waddell, Don uh, Willis, the father, you yeah. know, um, um, everything. Yeah, I just, yeah. Uh, I, I ironically is just the the simplified things. I call them dad in my notes. <laughs> and how about uh, the fact that Jerry is played by Chris Hardwick, who mm-hmm. is from you know uh, Walking Dead fame with the show Talking Dead. So yeah, I thought that that was I didn't realize yeah, that. he's one of the most famous people like in there, oh, including uh, Rain well, Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, from, who was obviously Dwight Schrute, but uh, but yeah, th- there's a lot of people in here. Yeah, I mean it's it's it's, it's well cast. Um, uh, yeah, definitely. But, uh, hey, and let's 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 not forget about the great fucking soundtrack. I yes, love, I love the music in this. Yes. I, I love the collaboration between the best uh, song on the entire album is Pussy Liquor, though. That is like one of my all time favorite uh, Rob Zombie songs. And House of a Thousand Corpses is which is the intro song. And that was as phenomenal. But it's a great fucking soundtrack. I, All these I movies myself, have great soundtracks. Actually, my, my favorite on that one is the collaboration he did with uh, Lionel Richie with uh, Brick House. Um, that's at the end. Yeah, that's that's a great song. That's a great, re- great remake uh, with uh, Rob Zombie and uh, uh, Lionel Richie doing that. Yeah. So. Um, something else that I, I had written down to real quick. And I thought, you know, this to me, solidified Rob Zombie into the world of directing horror movies. I thought this was his uh, directorial debut. That's what it is. Yeah, but uh, you're saying, like, never mind. I'm not even going to touch it. (laughs) I'm not touching how you said it with a 10-foot pole after this. Just go. Move move on. It's because you – yeah, never mind. But anyway, but he had all kinds of horror premises in this movie. You had serial killers, clowns, mad doctors, uh family of crazies you know uh etc i mean he had everything all wrapped in one and it's on halloween eve and we're going back to this night or late 1970s i mean he took every single genre that was out there and kind of just made a like a monster mash of um you know of a horror movie and just put it all together and just threw it at you and did it his way and i thought it was fucking clever yeah yeah, I, I, you, you know what I love about this movie, and I wish he did it more in his films because you don't see it too much. I, I will tell you what, besides the characters, what makes this movie for me um, are the constant cuts um, to old movies, to like um, just different um, time frames. Like literally every 30 seconds, it cuts to something, you know, for like a second or two. Um, I, the the editing cuts are superb in this yeah. movie um yeah. and i i like it i i can't even i mean unless you watch it i guess i don't do a, a good enough job explaining it but they'll go back to like a black and white horror movie and for them to say like a line and then it cuts back to today or they'll cut back to baby or otis or something like that in like a scene that you never saw and then it cuts back to the original it's constantly cutting yeah. which keeps your attention focused on the screen because you don't know, like, I mean, it really heightens your senses. You're, you're, you're everywhere um, with it. I, I loved it. I love the cutting. Um, it is superb. I like the, you, you're talking timing. Uh, the, the best part of the timing for this, for me, is the fact they said it in like 1977, you yeah. know, and it's, you know, no modern technology, you know, no cell phones, no nothing to distract the characters. I mean, it's boom, here you go. Yeah, you know, 
The, I agree the, with the, you. The, uh, Mary having to call her dad. Um, Using the payphone. Payphone, yeah. That was, you know, I got to, I got to, I got to get in touch with my dad. I got to let him know we're going to be running late, and so on and so forth. You know, that I, I like, I like the old retro style movies. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, kind of because we're all part of from that era, so we kind of understand all that, yeah, you know, some and, of that stuff. And Rob Zombie, most of his movies are kind of set in that era. I mean, if you go back to, you know, when he did Halloween and his version of Halloween Two, you know, obviously that was back in the seventies. Was it the Lords of Salem? That was back in the day. I think Thirty One was like the only really modern one that he did. But um, and obviously he's working on the monsters right now, and that's obviously going to be back in time. Um, well, we don't know about that yet. We don't. Yeah, we don't know yet, but <laughs> so, I'm assuming. But, yeah, it'll be a safe assumption. Yeah. But did you guys know? So um, several of the so all the characters throughout this movie were named after uh, people from the old Marx Brothers films. No. Yeah, I mean, so I like I, I was kind of reading through and researching a little bit, but like Captain Spaulding was like for, I think like Day of the Races. I mean, so it was naming like every single person, even the um, I uh, Revel, Reveal, Revel, whatever the guy's name was. He's the one that came out with the big mask and and Spaulding's um gas station that uh hit the one robber over the head that was push pushing the murder ride. Um, but he was even a character from like a Marx Brothers. But there was like five or six characters that were names in Marx Brothers movies, and um, every single one of them, except for one, was actually played by Groucho Marx. So um, I found that quite interesting. Um, and then uh, the scene, actually talking about that scene. So I, I've always in the back of my head, like how. You know, where did Rival come from? How did he know how to come out with the right time, this and that? But I guess there was actually a scene cut out where it showed um, Captain Spaulding hitting a panic button that alerted Revel to come out, put the mask on to come out and take out the robber. So um, I'm kind of glad they took that out, though, just because I, it just, you know, made the scene just that more. But it also um, makes Captain Spaulding more of a badass. If you see him hitting the panic button, it almost. Yeah, like, you're just kind of like, it, yeah, it what takes the it hell? down a notch, even though it really doesn't. But, but Captain Spaulding. Is a badass. I mean, that dude. I mean, it was just that that scene in general. Like, let, let's talk about that. Like that whole scene. Like, it was hysterical. Like, you know, the robber's got a gun in his face, and he's like, "I'm gonna count to ten, and if you don't give me the cash," and he's like, "Fuck your mama." <laughs> he's like, two. Fuck your sister." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like, he's got balls of steel. I love it. You know. <laughs> and then, most importantly, fuck you. <laughs> I um I talking about scenes. My favorite scene of this movie is um a little bit not towards the end, but towards the the beginning of the end when the police arrive and you have um uh, you know uh, uh, Nash opens up the, the kind of like the shed scene and you see all the bodies. But what they do uh, once again, just Rob Zombie's genius in this part. So everything slows down. They start playing old school music. They're flashing back to uh, Waddell, who gets shot in the head, like in slow motion. Um, you see Don Willis's face in slow motion, turning to just horror. Uh, you see, like the all of a sudden, uh, uh, Don getting shot to death. You know, in the back, the girls are screaming in the in the shed, and then it ends with 
Otis standing over Nash for like what feels like forever. It's, it's a 26 seconds. 20, it's a 26 say. second scene. Yeah, I was going to say about, I was gonna say about a half a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a long seconds. time, and you know it's going to happen. You're just waiting for it, and then it just happens. But still, like, uh, what a fucking awesome scene. And, and the scenery yeah. on that was great, too, because when he did eventually take the shot, you saw the smoke coming out of the back of Nash's head, you know, in yeah, slow and, motion. And, and on great. top of that, I talked about the yeah. cuts earlier. When they show a close-up of Don Willis' face in slow motion, they do a cut to and once again just how brilliant it is to christmas of him his wife the daughter just taking like a christmas picture once again um it's just a flash and then it's back to his face of basically like here was them as his perfect family and here's what's happening to them now yeah like, because that was again, his daughter that was all tied uh, up uh, when he correct, first walked in correct yeah. but just the brilliance yeah. of that of like because it, it's showing you it's like this was like this happy loving family and it's just literally a one to two second flash boom it's over back to don wills's face as he shot the death um which makes it even more horrific in my opinion i love it yeah. Um, what I mean, just going going from that and then following up that scene, they're in that everybody's back inside the house. Otis wearing dad's skin. Oh yeah, you know, the face that, the, and the, the dude. Uh, the, the, and what, we're gonna what, get to that in the bad too. Hold on, for me, I th- you know practical effects are great in this. I thought that mask looked spot on to his face whoever you know did the mold and stuff like that yeah. i think did an awesome job with that no, i agree um i agree you know, well, the 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 practical effects in this movie were well done i i personally i feel um but you yes. know him wearing all the skin was you know he's like you know kiss daddy you know make you know you know she, he's coming up on on mary and it's you know that that's definitely a freaky scene yeah Absolutely. and something else i had written down um on top of the blood and gore, obviously, which was huge for this movie. Um, one of the best lines, I think, in a lot of horror movie history came out of this movie. And I've always liked this because it, it was very Halloween-esque in a way. But um, it's a line where, at the end, where um, Otis is standing over Jerry and he's like, you know, you were asking about Dr. Satan. He goes, oh, he's real. And then he's like, he goes, it's true. The boogeyman is real. And you found him. And every time I hear that line, I get fucking goosebumps. Like, all belief. Because it's like, because it, it's the way Otis says it. Bill Mo- So Bill Mosley is probably one of my all-time favorite horror movie actors. Yeah. Um, there's not one movie he has ever done that he has not been phenomenal. I mean, he was um, crop top in... Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, which is probably one of the most famous villains in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, you know, genre. And, you know, but it was the way he looked, he was looking at Jerry, the way he said it. And it was just, it was like the scariest fucking line. And it was just awesome. Yeah. Uh, Bill, Bill Mosley, he's been in a lot of shitty movies, but he's always, yeah, he's always good. Uh, yeah. I, I, I like Boar. He was in Boar. That was a good one. Boar was terrible. <laughs> yeah. At like this point, it. it's a bore because it's not part of this podcast, buddy. No, just kidding. <laughs> no. Spite me. Um, hey, I will say known. the scene of Otis um, popping down, like when they're when they're trying to leave towards the beginning uh, in the car. Well, it's actually towards the middle. They're leaving in the car, and they're uh, they're hung up as scarecrows, and it's him and Tiny, and they pop down. That's just another like the image 
You know, yeah. um, the cinematography of that shot was fantastic. And, and even Tiny, Tiny is a freaky looking dude in the scene of him eating the cereal. Um, it oh, makes he's like, you laugh and cringe yeah. all at the same time. You know, it's yeah, because he's like, like oh. slurping it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's Agatha, it, Chris- Agatha Crispies was the yes. cereal. Yes, Agatha Crispies. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about Tiny for a second. So the character, uh, so the actor that played him was Matthew McGrory. Um, he actually so. Fast forward to Devil's Rejects. So obviously, this turns into a trilogy down the road. Um, to me, this was really the only horror movie out of the trilogy. I think the others get a little bit more suspense thriller. Um, but he was only at the very beginning of Devil's Rejects because he actually passed away in real life. So he actually had. So the way he walks in this movie is actually how he walked in real life. He had some kind of. Uh, I. I, I I forgot I to look up to see what it's called, but it was some I kind of disease. Elef- I thought he had elephantitis. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that. It was some kind of uh, rare kind of because of his height, mm-hmm. because he was like he was like seven foot seven, so he had some kind of rare disease that came with that, which caused him. Um, it like it shortens your life basically yeah. is what it, it what it did stuff like that. But um, I loved that the character of Tiny. Uh, I thought that was a great element. Uh, and the last thing that I had written down on good was uh, Grandpa. Grandpa Hugo, to me, was absolutely hysterical. Uh, the stand-up comic routine that he did, just everything he did in this movie. Um, but the actor that played him was Dennis Fimple. And I don't know if you guys noticed that throughout the movie, there's a lot of scenes that you see him sitting down. He, he actually had a very bad heart condition. And he actually had, like a, I think it was like a minor heart attack or something during film filming and um so he had to do a lot of scenes sitting down but um ironically he died right after the movie from a car crash so um but they were kind of saying that through um the trilogy a lot of the like i think it was like 10 actors from these this these movies have passed away already and they said that's very rare to see within a 20-year um span because the movie was just made like like 18 years ago the curse of a house of a thousand corpses. Yeah, yeah. But that's so, what I had left on. I get, um, I get two, I get two little things. Um, for me, one of the, my favorite scenes in this movie was uh, seeing Jerry getting disemboweled um, in in the the underground maze, and j- just I, I in that group of people that were underground. You know, they besides Axe Man, that's the only other character I could give a name to. Uh, was was pretty. Pretty interesting, interesting scene. But for me, one of the the things that kind of it it harkens back to uh, uh, Romero's uh, Walking Dead series is having Denise crawling out of the ground, you know, from the collapse the collapsed mine mine shaft that she was in or maze shaft, and just crawls out of the crawls out of the ground looking like looking like she's dead, and then getting into uh, Captain Spaulding's car right there at the end it, it felt very texas chainsaw massacre at the very end is really what that whole thing so whole ending was we're gonna get into that hold that thought but uh take it I, that, the, that'll be a transitional here that's gonna be a transition and i'm, well, gonna, the, I'm, the I'm only, gonna kick that off too the only the, the last thing that i have is i just want to talk about the bill fish boy i thought that was pretty cool but yeah. my favorite scene before that though was they cut bill's hand off 
and then sticks it in his mouth. Um, so scratches uh, Otis, his face, itches his it's, face. Yeah, it's his face with it. Um, I, I I thought that was just another really cool scene because some of this movie, it's not necessarily about the kills. It's about, you know, everything around those kills or like the aftermath of them. So, um, but Jay, go ahead. Well, I'll let you transition this over into, uh, into bad. All right. So, yeah, we talk about, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And to me... A lot of this movie was a reimagining of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. With the gas station at the beginning. The gas station at the beginning. Then you got uh, the hitchhiker, you know, which Mm -hmm. was the brother and the original. You got Baby with the hitchhiking. You go to the house of the family of crazies. You got with grandpa and with grandpa. And then, you know, obviously Otis's character is always the main person that's playing like the main brother next to Leatherface. Um, And then even Otis coming down and wearing the skin. You know of of uh, Dan or yeah, yes. Don. you know and Don Dad. Don Don and but uh, in, in this so case it's, tiny it's all... tiny tiny would have been the Texas Chainsaw Massacre because he's exactly. kind of like the handicapped brother that's oversight. Yeah, I, yeah. I, they, they was, just it, steal the whole premise the whole movie this. premise was stolen from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and to me that like that was kind of like a kumbaya no for me just because it's like okay. This is your directorial debut. The last thing you want to do. And then you go on to t- do Halloween and things like that. So it's like kind of like you're – I understand what you're doing and things like that you're trying. But the movie is still a great movie. I love this movie to death. But like, I didn't like how they kind of took everything from the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, I – I, I could not agree more. Um, I, honestly, I don't have a whole lot of bad on this movie. This is um, I don't either. I had two things. I, I, I think it's one thing I was not a Three fan things. of uh, was Chris Hardwick in this movie. So you mentioned him earlier. And it's not his fault. It's I hate the Jerry character. He's so obnoxious. Um, I feel like. He's got his it's, girlfriend right there, and he's hitting on my Firefly. Yeah, he's hitting on him. Everything that he does, like, every time he talks, it's, like, overly... Like, I would kill this dude, too. Um, yeah. Like, I... <laughs> and unfortunately, I, he made it to the end. He does. <laughs> Just um, about. Kind of. Yeah, but I mean, still made it to the end. He's he's comatose midway through, but... Uh, I, Which was I, good. He didn't say anything. I hated... I hated his character... And not like a like I hate his character. I hated like every time he was on the screen, I was like, ugh. I just it just annoyed me to a point where it actually I did not want to see him um, on the screen because it actually ruined my viewing experience. Not not only that, yeah. he he truly is a dumb fuck. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. air in the throw air, some air in the spare tire. Uh, does it count having to put it back into the trunk? Yeah, like, well, I mean, but that's some of like the the made upness of yeah. the character. But like, like I said, I don't, I don't blame Chris Hardwick. He's probably playing it how it was written. I yeah. just for how obnoxious it was. Like sometimes you hate somebody, but you're just waiting for them to get theirs, right. and you know, you're. In, I did not care to see him on screen the entire. And this, and this actually takes me into my Darwin, believe it or not, because his character was part of it. So my Darwin for this movie was the part that they were at the gas station. Like, it's the most fucked up gas station you're going to go to. They have, like, a fucking murder ride. Who has a fucking murder ride in a gas station? Um, and then, you like, the last thing is, like, this whole Dr. Satan thing. So you go back in the gas station, like, I, like, I want to go see the real thing. So you're taking directions from a clown or from a gas station tenant who's a clown. And, and it's not a, it's not like a funny, funny, ha-ha clown. No, like, it's a, it's a, 
piss and me it, off and I'm, and I'm gonna cut your head off kind of clown and so he's like writing out drawing out this map and things like that into rural hick town outside of rugsville to wherever dr satan's burial place hold on, is. hold on hold on hollywood trope right there i'm not even gonna go with that <laughs> I'm not even going to go with that. This is just a, this is just like one of those situations where you're like, okay, I get it. You're trying to you're going around. You're writing a book on all these uh, off highway attractions. This is well off the beaten path. This is something that I would say. You know what? They were definitely beaten. You all <laughs> deserved to die. Yeah. Um, for me and uh, I, I've got a not a lot of them, but I got a handful of uh, bads on this one. Uh, two of them. Kind of, I rip off real quick. Baby's laughing got annoying because just it got annoying, and then Denise's screaming got annoying because it just it was like every five minutes, every five minutes, every five five minutes. None of that is. However, they had the sound modulated with the screams. Man, it it just it that's all it 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 sounded like a a, a haunted house here in my basement that was just so loud uh, where I was watching, but. It just that those two things were very annoying throughout this whole movie. So yeah, I I liked I liked um, Baby, which is Sherry Moon Zombie. I liked I liked the laugh because it's creepy enough. But I agree I love with the you. Laugh. It gets to a point though towards the end of the yeah. movie where you're like, all right, like I get it. Yeah, towards um, the end, and I, I think like Mother or uh, the like the Mom Butterfly, Mother uh, Firefly, Mother Firefly, whatever the fuck, Mom um, Butterfly, mum 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 mum. Yeah, I'm sorry, um, but uh, like she, I think her character was really annoying too. But um, one of the things that I had written down the bad too was I would have liked to have like gotten more of a backstory on the whole Doctor Satan thing. You know, you you kind of just hear about him for the first time in this murder ride. They get all excited about it. It would have been nice to kind of see why. What did you know? What you know? And and so believe it or not, I actually read that in the original. Um, synopsis that Zombie had written down was that Grandpa was actually going to be Doctor, like turn into Doctor Satan or something at some point. But that I'm kind of glad sense. it would have made a lot of sense. But I'm kind of glad they kind of stayed away from that just because. But they they went away from it too because of his health. But, but um, yeah. Well, I I just want to jump on that real quick because yeah, like ahead. so I'm not, I don't like the. I like the end end, like where she gets in the car, you know, and Otis pops up and everything. But like I, the whole Doctor Strange portion of the movie where like on Halloween night they go, like I hated, I won't say I hated, but I strongly disliked the whole we're going underground. It made no sense to me. Like is Doctor Strange, is he supernatural? Is he like, what the hell is going on down here? Why do they do this? Like, the guys that um, ripped Jerry out of the coffin, what the fuck are they? Is this like Zombies. some are yeah? Like, but they don't House explain anything. House of One Thousand Corpses. That's your One Thousand Corpses. But, but, it, but, it, but it makes. But it doesn't explain it. The whole yeah. Yeah, the it, whole it, ending yeah. is I what get the, it. like. I think this movie would have been so much better if they added one or two characters or like the cheerleaders that they had in the house, which I like. They and it was more of just like that. You're trying to escape the house. Well, the cheerleaders the were family. just there to look at. The cheerleaders are just there for boob moments. No, but I, I get it. Dead but I, I'm just saying, if you needed more people or whatever it is, like to like that whole ending stuff made no sense to me. It was uh, I didn't like. I liked the Axeman's look, right? I like uh, Doctor Satan's look, but 
it literally makes no sense in my and just in my personal opinion. And for me, it was completely uh, what the movie did bad. Here, we're gonna since you break up, uh, Doctor Doctor uh, Strange or the Axe Freak, Satan, um, <laughs> um, Doctor Satan. Doctor Strange. I might have said yeah. Doctor Strange. He said it, and it got stuck in my head. Um, Dear but, Lord, <laughs> he was strange. I yeah. for- but but my thing is this: is you know she, he's chasing after Denise. Why the fuck does he draw? Then he swings the axe. Why is he swinging the axe to hit? That's one not Doctor Satan. No, Doctor Satan was the yeah. That was the axe guy. Doctor Satan was the one that was doing all the like surgical shit on okay. that table. All right, then yeah. okay, then we're going to go with the axe freak. He's she's, he's chasing her. Why does he knock out one of the pillars for the mine mine shaft to drop the ceiling on him? It makes no sense. I mean, literally, it makes no sense whatsoever. Um, and uh, you know, I, I'm I just was scratching my head at that one. It's it, it's a semi what the fuck, but my what the and since I said that, I'll look into my what the fuck moment is looking at the size of the house. Where does somebody have the the the, the room to have a, a theater stage in their house like that with with a spotlight? <laughs> I'm just you know along with you know seats and all that with popcorn the whole nine yards with the big light you know stage uh, spotlight on it. It's like where do, where the hell they have that room in that house? Yeah, I'm I'm a hundred percent with you. Like that whole thing was weird, and that's actually my part of my Darwin right there because um, I only had one Darwin for the movie was just. The, it's like two scenes back to back. One is they're sitting at the table and they make everybody put masks on to eat. Yeah. Um, and then it goes into this weird performance show. What? And what people sit there through this and put the mask on and, and eat. It makes no sense. One last thing I have written down. <laughs> One last thing I have written down was the whole entire Dr. Wolfenstein ha 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 thing. I I you know I get a lot of zombies movies. He has like that black and white creature feature shit going on and stuff like that. I know like in the Halloweens he did it was like that band or whatever. But I didn't understand the whole Wolfenstein thing. Like it just made no sense to me. It could have we could have done without that. Yeah. I just chalked it up as just one of the other uh, characters in the movie. Yeah, I, the only other thing that I had written down as bad was they're at the gas station and it's like perfect night outside. And then literally they drive down the road one minute and it's pouring rain. Um, it just made me laugh. It was just a trope of, you know, the pouring rain, what's going to happen, you know, we can't see. Uh, but it came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, and one thing I will say though is there was uh like 20 minutes of this movie cut out to give it an R-rated filling. Rob Zombie has yet to release any of the unrated footage yet. I want him to put out a director's unrated cut of this movie. So it, it bad. It's been that this long and he ain't going to do it. Well, 20 years comes up in two, or in 20 2023 so um hoping maybe for a 20th anniversary he'll throw it out there yeah i mean you know how he is man he, he's he got like a time frame of shit so i'm hoping it'll come out eventually but yeah supposedly there was a lot of blood and gore cut out of this movie a lot all right that's all i got guys that's what i got man 
So here at the MVJ Horrorcast, we like to use a 1 to 10 rating system, with 1 being the worst movie ever made and 10 being a cinematic masterpiece. We like to rate on kills, effects slash gore, scary creep factor, um, story overall, and then kind of like a thumbs up, thumbs down, would we recommend this to the masses? So with this being my film, I will kick us off on kills. So for kills, believe it or not, I'm only giving this a 5. Um... Like I said uh, in uh, the earlier segment, I don't think this, like, there's some good, like, uh, you know, brutality, which is a staple of Rob Zombie films. But a lot of people are getting shot, and a lot of it's the brutality before necessarily the kill. Um, Like, so, for example, Don Willis, uh, we see him get shot to death, but the brutality afterwards of him getting skinned and all, you know what I mean? Like that, that wasn't necessarily the kill. So for me, I'm right in the middle. Um, it's a, it's a five on kills. Jason, what about you? Uh, yeah, I'm right there about with you about a five, uh, same thing, you know, you know, as we get deeper into zombie films later on, I, you see some br- brutal kills and things like that, especially in the Halloween series. Uh, but in this particular one, yeah, it was a lot of gunshots. Um, you know, maybe Bill's character was the only one that you really saw, like, with his hand torture and stuff like that. Um, and then turn it into whatever the hell it was that they turned him into. Fish oh, boy. Heart. Fish boy. But, uh, well, he had a mermaid thing. But, uh, but merman. We'll call him mer- Merbill. Merbill. It's a Merbill. But, uh, actually, it looks better than Bill. But, um, <laughs> but uh, I'll go with five. Yeah, my I, I because I look at Jerry's kill and him being spliced open and his intestines splayed out. That kind of boosted it for me. So my kills, I give it a seven point five. Nice, uh, which takes us to the effects slash gore. Jay, we start with you on this one. Um, what do you got? Uh, I'm giving it an eight. I mean, I thought the special effects and the gore are phenomenal. Um, they they it's it's correctly placed in the right areas they do the right amount of sequence on everything the blood is perfect um yeah great bill what about you uh i'm i'm step line step with myself uh the gore effects uh got uh, 7.5 um they they were done they were done right uh practical effects i mean there's no there's no cgi in this so no, no, Rob Zombie is not uh, CGI driven. I'm Bill. You and I are uh, in agreement on this one. Seven point five. I think this movie shines with the brutality, the effects, uh, uh, and, and the gore. Yeah, nothing else to be said there. Which takes us to scary, creepy factor. Bill, what do you got? Uh, I'm going with an eight point five on this one. It, it, it's you know the characters lend credence to the fact that they are creepy themselves. Um, I mean, it, it's funny. You look at the uh, uh, baby, and she looks like a normal human being, yet, yet she's fucked in the head. You know, it, it's just you know, it's a very creepy, creepy look to it. You know, just in general. So, I, I was a little bit low. I'm I'm a seven on um uh some of it. I mean, it, it's just like a scary look, but the creepiness factor. Captain Spaulding's creepy looking and. Tiny mm-hmm. is creepy looking. Um, where I drop it a little bit is kind of exactly what Jason talked about earlier. Was I've seen it before? 
Um, so uh, that's where I just drop it a little bit, but it was still extremely creepy as shit. Jay, what do you got? Uh, yeah, for the creep factor for me, you know, I was high on this about a seven. Um, you know, even though we've seen it before, you know, it's it's modernized, you know, in its own way. You know, it's it's zombified, I guess. I guess is the best way of saying it. But uh, with the way he does his movies, but um, I thought uh, some of the you know scenes towards the end, or even the 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 twenty six second gunshot. I mean, things like that. I mean, because you just don't know when how there's the end even though we were all kind of like what the fuck you know that was still great scenes and in and in in the underground so yeah seven so that takes us a story and it's back to me so for story i gave this a six um once again seen some of it before but jay i agree with you like i i always talk about this of like movies in three parts and this is kind of like a couple different stories um i love the middle story like that middle story for me is, you know, like an eight or a nine out of 10. I love that creepy family. The beginning was decent. The ending, I I did not like in any way, shape or form, which is where I really drastically, you know, drop it down for me. But that's uh, that's where I get that rating from. Jay, what about you? I'm kind of right there with you. I was a little bit higher on my rating. I, I went more of like a six and a half. Um, but I actually enjoyed the Spalding part at the beginning. Uh, I agree with you. The house. You know, with the crazy family and stuff with the fireflies is is the movie for me. Um, that to me, I'd probably be rated about a nine as well. Uh, but yeah, the ending of this movie, you know, I do enjoy the ending just because it's its own element. But it makes no sense to everything else that they've been doing throughout this movie. So that's why I took the rating down. Uh I give it a 5.5 because uh, it, you guys already said it, and I got it written on my notes. Is it's just a retelling of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre to a degree. Yeah. Um, it added a little couple extra elements to it. That's what gave it the 0.5. It's not to me. It's not that original of a story. So that takes us to overall movie. And Jason, uh, you get to lead us with that. Yeah. Overall, I gave it a seven. Um, even to this day, uh, it's a great watch. Um, I've seen it probably 20, 25 times over its time. I saw it at the theater twice when it first came out. Um, and every, it's, it's a great Halloween classic. I mean, it's during Halloween. It's a great movie to watch during the Halloween season. Um, you don't get bored through it. You love the characters. It's, it's a great watch. Bill, what do you got? Uh, I give it a 7.5. Um, like always just take, Take my scores and average them out. That's what I got. Yeah, I was uh, I was a seven on this. I like the movie. I've watched it nowhere near twenty times, but I've definitely watched it four or five times. Um, this is the first time really dove into it like this, obviously. But uh, it's it's always a good watch. I always catch something just a little bit different with it. And I'm a fan of like this trilogy. I love the Devil's Rejects, um, which. Jay, I disagree with you. I think Devil's Rejects is definitely a horror movie. Um, and then we can argue about the the third one. I, I don't three think it's a horror hell. movie. Yeah, I, I don't think Devil's that. Rejects is a horror movie. I, I do. Um, but listen, we, we can agree to disagree. Um, but what I always like to do is look so um, where we were. So IMDb on um, 81,000 reviews, which is a lot. Uh, this is a 6.1. Um, so it's, uh, 
uh, a little lower than what you know we're we're out there. Um, and then when we go to Rotten Tomatoes, so <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes gave this a twenty percent, two out of ten. Yeah, two out of ten. Um, so critics hated this movie, but the audience score was sixty five percent. So this is, I think, this is like the the definition of kind of a fan movie and a cult classic, where mm-hmm. you have the critics yeah. hated this and people like us, true horror fans, appreciate like it. it for everything that it yeah. is. Yeah, absolutely. So, but uh, that's where it is. Which uh, now, um, thumbs up, thumbs down, guys. What a what are we? I, I'm thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs all, up. Absolutely, thumbs up. All all thumbs up. Definitely, I, it's, I definitely definitely, a movie, it's definitely a classic that needs to be seen. Yeah, absolutely. if you haven't seen this yet, it is a classic. Uh, yeah. It makes no sense. Um, you should watch it. It's it's weird. Um, it's great. It's all the above. Um, and Jerry is obnoxious. So. Um, with that, uh, that takes us to our rename portion of events where, uh, if once we watch this, we can rename this anything. What would we rename it? Jason, you're cheesing, um, smiling ear to ear. Lay it on us. I got five. I got five of them this week. Um, so I got, uh, meet the fireflies, which is probably one of my least favorite, um, house of a thousand cliches. (laughs) Um, I got Backwoods Dementia, um, Family Values, and then the last one I have is A House of a Thousand Dead Cheerleader Boobies. <laughs> I think there's 500 dead cheerleaders, and that's oh, saying everyone geez. has two <laughs> Um Bill, you want to go or you want me to yeah, go? Yeah, I'll go. Uh, I, got, I got four of them. Uh, one, the, the House of Horrors, um, Leave It to the Fireflies, um, We Are the Fireflies. <laughs> and then uh, the fireflies, the family that slays together stays together. I like it. I so like it. Real, real quick before Mike, before you do yours. So yeah. you, Bill, you said leave it to the fireflies, fireflies right? So little quick uh, trivia here for you guys. So the house that Don Willis is in, like when she, when the daughter calls to check on him and he's looking out with the trick or treaters, is the house that they uh, from Leave It to Beaver. <laughs> Oh, really? Yep. Yeah, that, that's where I kind of got the idea for the Leave it to the Fireflies. Yeah. I like the name. I, I only had three. I don't think any of them are over the top. One is uh, God is Dead um, because they kind of allude to that towards the beginning. Um, the Boogeyman is real. Um, and then uh, Satan's Fireflies. So uh, those are my three I do like Satan's Fireflies, but uh, I since I won, I get to choose the winner here. Um, I, I'm stuck between Leave It to the Fireflies and House of a Thousand Clichés, but I'm I'm giving it to House of a Thousand Clichés. I, yeah, I like that, baby. It's, it's true, <laughs> but Bill, it was a close second. I do like Leave It to the Fireflies. Alrighty. And did you know too the house that um, the Fireflies live in was the same house that was from the Little Whorehouse in Texas with Dolly Parton. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. they they use a lot of recycling. It was actually, but it was it that is the actual house that's on like in Universal Studios or something like that. So they had to like film like quickly and things like that during different stuff. Yeah. I mean, wherever it's it was out, it was a horror house in Texas now. So yeah. All right, uh, but with that, that puts a nice little bow on House of a Thousand Corpses from 2003. But now it's time to look ahead 
um, to, to next week and what we're uh, looking up next and taking a ride on the devil's wheel. The Devil's Wheel. All right, so welcome to The Devil's Wheel, where each week we take three movies, uh, we put them on a wheel, we spin it, whatever it lands on, and that is uh, what we review for the next week. Uh, pretty simple as it goes, um, but before we can uh, talk about what's on the wheel, uh, or before we can spin the wheel, we got to talk about what's on the wheel. So uh, I'm the only one obligated to actually have to put a new movie on, so I will discuss my three. So um, I'm keeping Stung and Trick or Treat on there um, from last week. I'm adding in to replace House of a Thousand Corpses, Eden Lake. So those will be my three for the week. Jay, what do you got? Uh, I got two ride or dies and actually made one change. So uh, Night of the Creeps and Sorority Babes and the Slime Ball Bolorama are going to remain on the wheel. This week, I added in the Toxic Avenger. Awesome. Awesome. Nice. Bill, what do you got? Uh I'm ride or die all the way. Uh, two fan requests, Werewolf and Final Destination and Candyman. You mean Wolfman? Or, uh, the Werewolf. Werewolf. It's Wolfman. Wolfman. Bill doesn't even know Wolfman. what's on the wheel at this point in time. Yeah, I'm just, I don't know what I was thinking. Sorry, Wolfman. You know I what it is. Think. All right, so uh, all we have I got distracted. Do Sorry, gentlemen. Is spin that spin wheel. Spin that wheel. Spin that wheel. Will I continue my lead? Will this? Uh, oh. Will I continue to be a loser? Uh, we will be. It was a Bill win. Um, so Jason, you will continue to be a loser. Bill <laughs> ties me at the top. Uh, we are watching Final Destination. Oh, um, fan favorite. The uh, fan request. Final Destination I, finally wins. And I do believe that is the oldest movie on the wheel at this point. In time. And they yeah. just put it on HBO Max. So there we go. So um, everybody, uh, you're on the clock just as we are. Uh, Same bat time, same bat channel. Seven days from now, we'll be uh, reconvening to discuss the original Final Destination. I believe the request was from uh, Miss Olivia out there. So uh, congratulations on waiting seven months and finally having it land on your movie of choice. There you go. I think it's probably Uh, eight months. It, it might be. just about, it might be. man. It's been on there for. I mean, a while. it's been on there since like the beginning of our podcast. Hey, Bill, yeah. did, did you know Olivia wins at the same pace as Jason at this point? So. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus got as many victories in this month as he does. Hey, I'm still on lucky number thirteen. <laughs> so you are, and Bill and I have uh, sixteen. We he's tied me at sixteen. Hey, all um, it takes is me to go on another four bagger here, and I take the lead. So this is this is very true. The, the wheel wants what it wants. Um, yeah. And but right now, now I don't want me. So now we're <laughs> we're we're let's go to the torture treatment, where uh, basically we got to determine who the ultimate loser is. Um, but before we do that, um, Bill, you were the ultimate loser last week. Yep, and I took my headshot. So and, uh, talk us did. through talk us through the headshot. The headshot. I had to watch Troll Two. Oh my God! As I put down here, I, I put it down here three times. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Um, the best thing I can say is green is the sign of the goblin. Uh, Joshua is our ultimate hero in this. For one, peeing all over dinner. 
and and then and then eating the salami sandwich. Um, <laughs> dude, this is this. This was the hardest movie I have ever watched. Um, I That's mean, why I it, gave it to you. Dude, so, uh, uh, Killing Sofa was a freaking masterpiece. Oh, I mean, it was a masterpiece compared to this fucking thing. Uh, fuck y'all with the torture treatment. Uh. <laughs> so, I just want to throw this out there real quick. Troll 2, the reason I gave this one to you, it is rated as the worst movie of all time in any genre. So uh, it, it, uh, you're welcome. I, uh, all right. Uh, I mean, thank God that's over with. Um, I, uh, I, 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 I'm still feeling basket case, so I can only imagine what you're um, feeling. on. I two. get I, this. I gave a negative 10 out of 10. <laughs> that's how bad. I mean, that's called troll two. Yet they say goblins. They never say troll once. It's never a troll. It's a goblin. And the mask that the goblins are wearing are bad. <laughs> bad. What do what, what, you think of uh, the big troll? Bad. <laughs> there, there's nothing good about anything. I mean... I mean, they had to highlight like the at the end of the movie. They highlighted the mom. They 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 jellified or made her into like a big jello mold that they focus on her jello tits twice, like zooming in with the camera. That that's kind of like the highlight of anything, and even that wasn't that highlighted. It just so would your, would your rename be Jello Tits for this movie? Yeah, <laughs> Jello Tits two. The green gob- Jello Tits. Go- goblins two or Jello Tits. Uh, it, Coming to a refrigerator near you. It's it just uh, it's bad. It's yes. bad, well, bad. Well, I, wait, 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 wait. Basket case is a masterpiece. I mean, a freaking masterpiece. I I agree with Bill on this one, Mike. I, I've seen I them both, and basket I, hey, case I would watch over that. I'd watch Hangman. I would watch Hangman over Troll Two. We're gonna watch Mike's jaw drop right here. H three gets an Oscar. Compared to this, <laughs> uh, well, I I hope I never. I feel like I've watched it before, but maybe I haven't watched it, uh, and I hope I never have to. So, oh, you will if you well, lo- if you lose this week. You'll if be- you lose, <laughs> well, I, you will I, eventually. I can't lose this week, Bill. Just so you uh, know, yeah, because, I know, I know, uh, I know. It's now kicking over to the trivia portion. Um, it is Bill versus Jason to find out who is the <sighs> ultimate loser. So. Um, uh, you guys ready to go? Yeah, let's. All right, five questions um, to see who wins and who Takes gets the, the headshot. Head <laughs> All right, so question number Yuck. one: Which on-screen Stephen King adaptation fell flat, according to Stephen King himself? Um, was it A. The Shining, B. Pet Cemetery, or C. It. A. Jason says A. Bill. Uh, shit. I'm going to see B, Pet Cemetery. All right. Jason is correct. Uh, Stephen King thought The Shining fell short. So Jason has one. All right. Question two. Which popular horror film was inspired by real events uh, that took place in Gainesville, Florida in the early 90s? Was it A, Wrong Turn, 
B, Blair Witch, Blair Witch Project, or C, Scream? Bill, this is you first. Uh, I'm going to go with... Wait, what, go over the answers again real quick. Was it A, Wrong Turn, B, The Blair Witch Project, or C, Scream? Uh, I'm going to go with A. Wrong turn. Jay? I'm going to go with B. All right. You are both wrong. It was actually Scream. Um, C. Question three. This is a true or false question. Um, the Saw Mastermind was initially, uh, so this is the initial concept of Saw. The Saw Mastermind was initially going to be a deranged carpenter who was left in solitude for too long. Is that true or false? True. Bill? Yeah, I'm going to say true. The answer is false. So you both uh, lose. So uh, we're going into question four. Jason is up one to nothing. Question four. Uh, this is another Stephen King question. I was on a Stephen King kick. What is the highest grossing Stephen King film adaptation to date? Is it A, Carrie, B, the It remake, or C, Misery? I'm going to say C, Misery. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with that. Oh, well, uh, the answer was B, the It remake is the highest grossing I, um, all time. So which does take us into the final question. Bill, you need this uh, to tie. And uh, Jay, I think you guessed first on this one, right? So yeah. um, who played Jonathan Harker in Francis Ford Coppola's version of Dracula? Was it A, Keanu Reeves? B, Edward Norton, or C, Anthony Hopkins? C. Right. What was Bill? the character's name? Uh, Jonathan Harker. I'm going to say it's Canal Reeves. That is correct. So we have tied it at one. So what happens here? This is the first time we're going into extra innings. They're tied at one. So um, this is actually funny because Jason put this movie on the wheel this week. Um the way this is going to work is you it's closest to the number without going over. All right? Um, and, Bill, you go first on this one. Uh, how many deaths are in the original Toxic Avenger? Eight. All right. Jay? I'm going to say 20. All right. And the winner of this week... Uh, is Jason. Um, the answer is 25 is the number in the original Toxic Avenger, which Bill thinks is a sci-fi film. And it is... I was uh, messing eight, with you. I did not I'm think kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but Jason does win this week. Bill. And 2-0 in trivia. This makes you a back-to-back ultimate loser. But this was uh, really fun. I actually enjoy doing the trivia, being on the, the outskirts. I'm not going to enjoy next week when uh, Bill gets to do this. When I but, go for 3-0. and Bill, your movie, um, I talked about it a couple weeks ago because I thought it was just a horrendous movie. It's on Prime for you. It's Axeman of Cutter's Creek. Um, <laughs> I really uh, hope you enjoy this. Uh, the, here's the deal, though. I don't think it'll be as bad as Troll 2. 
No. Um, but it is X-Man. <laughs> Nothing of, is as bad as Troll 2. X-Man of Cutter's Creek. I had to, that's a long title. I got to write down X-Man. I got it written down. Bill, I just wanted you to know, I was looking up some of the worst found footage movies for you, but I decided not to go that route just this week. So, because uh, I know you hate I, that they, genre. You know, don't so don't hold back because of me. I I will not be holding back anything from any of you guys. No, don't so worry. I've, I've, I've already got I've already got my next movie pick. This movie's a win. piece of this movie's a piece of shit for you. So, um, uh, but it's X Man of Cutter's Creek. Uh, so, Bill. Is the ultimate loser. Congratulations and uh, congratulations to Jason for narrowly escaping um, at the last second uh, on a toxic adventure question. So, uh, with that, it's time to get over to the kill of the week. Welcome back uh, and to our Kill of the Week segment where we take a kill that uh, we watch prefer- preferably from the last week um, in any movie or show. We put them up against one another and see who had the best kill of the week. Um, so uh, I'll go first because I uh, I won and uh, I can't. So uh, my kill is from Candyman, and I don't want to spoil too much, but Bill talked earlier about, you know, there's some really good um, kill scenes in here. Mine is, uh, uh, there was kind of a kill from afar as you see it, like, uh, zooming out of a window. Um, And you see somebody get killed, but what happens is you see blood go across the, uh, the... what would it be the the screen door or the glass the window, door the, the window. window on the yeah. outside um and it's more of like the visuals of the kill make it awesome on top of anything um that was but a quality that is the kill there it, it was uh that's my kill of the week bill i will go over to you for um, your all right i was watching uh, robocop this week go figure sci-fi right you know <laughs> uh there yeah, maybe yeah, they're in uh, they're in the, the the steel plant, and Emil gets a bunch of toxic waste dumped on him, and he his body's about half melted away when it, one of his own partners in crime hits him with that car, and the body just splatters everywhere. That's my kill of the week. I gotta rewatch RoboCop. Yeah, or may, that, I never saw the remake of RoboCop. It's not bad. I mean, it's that's one of those ones you kind of watch it in passing. So, but how about you, Jay? What do you got? Uh, so I actually have one from uh, the movie Malignant, and there was a really awesome scene where uh, our character is in uh, a women's prison cell and kind of goes off the chain, but there's this one death in there where she uh, does one of those classic head stomps. And crushes this lady's head completely, and they show the entire thing, and it was awesome. Yes, nice. Um, I, I like it. Uh, so, doing the kill this week, uh, you know, Bill, I'm going to give it to you for RoboCop. I, I can appreciate finding a good kill out of a non-horror movie. I uh, I can appreciate that, and um, uh, it's a good kill. So, alrighty, Bill, I can even though that. you're 
even though uh, I'm not a complete uh, loser this week. You're, you're not a complete, but you also won, you know, on the wheel. So yeah. you're, uh, you're you're doing two out of three ain't bad this week. <laughs> Gonna go with uh, that line from Meatloaf: Two out of three ain't bad. He was talking about Meatloaf when he's uh, sung that too. Mm-hmm. Did you know yeah. that? It's a little uh, little trivia there. So, uh, final thoughts, uh, Jay. Uh, what are your final thoughts? Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, great movie, House of a Thousand Corpses. I'm so glad we finally got to uh, review that. Um, you know, two and zero oh in trivia to start off the trivia is awesome. I've not had to watch a shit stained movie yet from one of your guys' uh, ultimate loser picks. Uh, so, and I'm sure that's going to continue and, um, looking forward to a little final destination next week. At least, uh, somebody in this family, uh, got a victory this week. So, uh, on, and well, I should say in this household, I mean, we're all family, but like, you know what I mean? So yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, looking forward to some foosball today. Go 49ers. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I was happy that House of a Thousand Corpses, I've had it on the wheel for, uh, feels like a couple months now. And I was actually going to take it off the wheel um, to put on some other different things, and it won. So I'm glad we got a chance to do it. I, you know, Rob Zombie's a love or hate, you know, kind of guy. And uh, uh, I, I love what he did with this film. Um, I thought this was uh, very good. And if you haven't seen it, you definitely should. I'm also excited to revisit Final Destination um and and go from there so uh bill take us home um as far as i'm concerned this is one of the movie classics we needed to watch and we finally got to watch it um rob zombie like you said love him or hate him you know it's gonna be that that kind of movie coming out of him um and to the fans out there we have a fan victory for the 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 devil's wheel so if you're out there listening, throw some requests at us. That's our biggest thing. Um, yeah, I'll throw uh, it on there. we promise it might not take like nine months <laughs> for you to win either. Well, we can't promise that, Jason. That's uh, the wheel chooses what the wheel wants. The wheel, uh, yeah, the wheel. Well, the wheel's against me right now, so the chances are a lot higher. Oh yeah, that, that we, is good. Hey, Mike, you know, sixteen, <laughs> sixteen, thirteen. Yeah, um, lucky Jason. number thirteen. It, it's going to be, be stuck lucky there for, for you for a long time. Yeah, I so. think you're going to be mean, stuck there. Let's face it, Jason has officially hit the 13. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Such um, a comedian. Uh, that <laughs> that uh, takes <laughs> us uh, to just re- uh, remind everybody we do have uh, Instagram out there, MVJ Horcast, or you can follow me on the.hor.critic.com. We have uh, our book of faces, we have uh, Twitter. We also have MVJ Horcast uh, at yahoo.com if you just want to email us. Um, and if you have Apple Podcasts, please go on there, subscribe, give us five stars, um, you know, and throw out requests there as well. So we appreciate everybody out there. All righty. So, Jay, you got anything else? I'm good. Mikey, how about you? I'm good. All right, let's toe tag it, bag it.